Welcome to the True Masculine Project. My name is Eric. I'm your host and fellow student on the path of masculinity. On this show, we will discuss personal development and masculine principles so we can be the best men that we can be. If you are new to the show, welcome, and you may want to head on over to the intro episode. Uh, describes the format and a little bit more about what we want to cover here. And for the rest of us, on to the show. Hey, hey, and welcome back to the show. Uh, as always, it's Eric, your host, and today we're going to talk about the nice guy syndrome, uh, so dubbed by the author of the book, No More Mr. Nice Guy, Dr. Robert A. Glover, um, a psychotherapist with a PhD in marriage and familial therapy, and who is a self-proclaimed recovering nice guy himself. Now, the reason I wanted to cover this is that I feel that when people, especially men, get into this sort of area, um, it's because they started out as the nice guy and it did not work for them um, and for the uh, the purposes of this podcast nice is in quotation marks because as you'll hear or if you'll experience if you dealt with any of these people uh, they're not actually nice at all uh, it's a very deceitful way to be uh, and frankly it also does not work in getting you what you want now the the problem with that is that people tend to overcorrect whenever they go to change their behavior so instead of moving to a more middle ground, you tend to do the complete opposite of what you did before, hoping that that would get you different results. And it is my belief that these particularly angry sections of the internet, uh, where you'll have men congregate to talk about women or guys' issues that you get a lot of hate out of, or because they tried things that did not work and... There's just not a lot of reasonable voices out there. So when you go looking for like-minded individuals, they all tend to just be spiteful guys um, who tried something that they thought was supposed to work or were told was supposed to work, and it did not. So what are the traits of a nice guy? A nice guy, uh, so nice guys are givers. And you would say, what's wrong with that? People who give um, are good, right? You should give to get. Uh, It's not entirely true. When you give with strings attached or you only give with the hope of return, that is not true giving. A true gift comes with you giving without any secret hope of a return. An easy example of this is that people will give you things or the guy who buys a drink in exchange for time, right? And then if the, the lady decides not to talk to him, He gets upset like, oh, I bought you this drink. Well, you weren't really buying the drink because you thought you were being nice. You were buying the drink in exchange for attention. Um, That's got strings attached, and nice guys tend to be guilty of that. They are also very conflict-averse and not conflict like you're going to go out and fight someone or being an asshole about it, but conflict like if you don't want to do something, agreeing to do it with some secret exchange that you can ask someone to do something for you later and they just should do it because you did something uh, for them without voicing that you had a problem with it in the first place. These sort of covert contracts are why you'll have people blow up and get really upset because they feel like they've done all of these things for you and you haven't returned anything um, to them. And frankly, it's because they did a bunch of things they didn't want to do. I feel like women have this problem more than guys do 
where dudes will do things for them or they'll ask them for help and guys will agree. And then when they tell them they don't like them, they turn around and get upset because you were never really trying to be her friend in the first place. It was just sort of underhanded way for you to be around be around her without actually having to to put your balls on the table right and actually say how you felt and face the rejection. Now, this isn't to say you shouldn't do things for people, like if your friend asks you to drop them off or pick them up at the airport and you're good enough friends to do that, that's fine. Just be aware of the motivations behind why you're actually doing things. Another problem with being so conflict averse is that people don't really know who you are, what your true opinions are, and your feelings about things. Anyone who's going to be in your life wants to know you. You don't have to be perfect. Uh, nice guys feel like they have to be perfect or to do things right to keep uh, their friends or partners around them happy. If I give you everything that you want, then you'll stay with me and return the things that I want is the is the mental state that this person exists in. Um, and everybody knows that trying to keep somebody else happy all the time is a fool's errand. And uh, the nice guys also have a hard time making their own needs a priority. Um, so of course, if you don't make your needs a priority, no one else is going to make your needs a priority. Um, if these things are invisible, how would I know that you even wanted something done in the first place? You never made it known. Ultimately here, the core belief from this type of person is that if they are nice and they go along to get along, eventually they will get the things that they want. And you can see how uh, this behavior comes up, especially with uh, men who didn't have a strong uh, masculine role model as children. Because frankly, when you ask um, you ask them what they want or what they like, they're just going to say, oh, we just want you to be nice. Just be nice. You'll hear that from people. I've heard that before when I couldn't figure out why the things I was doing in my life uh, wasn't working. And I think everybody knows that <laughs> that doesn't work. You're like, I've tried being nice and she still didn't like me. It's not just her. It's like a bunch of people still didn't like me. It's like, but you're not being honest. Uh, you're not really being nice. Also, um, spoiler alert, whenever you ask a lady, uh, she's going to picture someone she already finds attractive and wants that dude to be nice. That's got nothing to do with some random guy coming up on the street, right? Don't be an ass, um, but being overly nice and bending over backwards is not what you want to do either. Ultimately, the behavior is dishonest and manipulative. Uh, this type of person also tends to pick a partner who is sort of a project, quote unquote, needs fixing or saving, ignoring the sage wisdom from Project Pat, who told you don't save them because they don't want to be saved. So that ultimately, if it blows up, uh, they can blame that person for being the way that they are. And then two, uh, if this person does get better, then you feel like they owe you. And because you have to be good, right? this person believes there's, they're not, not good enough as they are to receive love, um, then you'll just stay with them forever. And this needy, please like me behavior is ultimately the lowest form of behavior that one can put out um, at all times. Men don't want to be around it. You can't trust someone whose opinion sways with the opinions of others. How do I know who you are if you never express that? And every time someone asks you a question, you flip-flop around from one thing to the next, and women don't like it because it comes on too strong. 
you don't really know them, but you're putting them on a pedestal doing all these things to please them. And everyone knows that they aren't perfect. And for you to walk up to someone that you don't know and do all these please like me needy behaviors and never expressing an opinion of your own is suspect at best. And because how you do one thing is how you do everything, uh, this type of person will probably also struggle at work uh, with anything, leadership, asking for a raise, dealing with a manager, etc. So to put a button in the traits of a nice guy uh, in conclusion, ultimately, either because of their upbringing, um, things that we've talked about in previous episodes, or just dealings that they've had with men and not wanting to be one of those quote-unquote guys, the nice guy is completely disconnected from anything masculine within him uh, to avoid the aggressive nature um, that you know exists in masculine traits, especially if you take things too far. But that also disconnects you from a lot of the positive things that you need to navigate life uh, successfully as a man. So in the book, after detailing the traits of the nice guy, Dr. Robert Glover goes on to describe what he calls the integrated male, uh, what people should strive to be in his opinion. And a lot of these traits I agree with. Um, so the integrated male knows who he is, has taken the time to figure out likes and dislikes, and expresses those opinions freely, um, takes responsibility for getting his needs met, does not just give to get, but is comfortable with voicing uh, the things that you want. You know, if you need certain things out of a relationship that has to deal with anybody and things, we talked about some of this on the boundaries episode, you need to be comfortable with making those things known. Uh, the integrated male does what is right, not what is always the fastest to just finish, to get something out of the way, right? Um, does you deal with problems directly? Is, is what that means. So you're not trying to cover it up. You're not trying to hide it. If there's a solution to an issue, but it can be a little tough or is going to take some time, but ultimately that solution is the best solution, then that is the one that you go with. Uh, clear, direct, and expressive with feelings. Um, this goes back to being able to state what you want. People want to know who you are. You don't have to be perfect to have friends. Um, no one's expecting anyone to be perfect. They are expecting you to be honest, however, and people can tell. Ultimately, the integrated male knows who he is and values himself for himself. This doesn't mean that you stop trying to improve areas of your life and making strides. This also means that you know where you are um, in that process, who you are, and you love yourself despite any things that you feel you need to work on um, and then you do a good job of expressing those needs to others so that when you meet someone, you can find someone who is compatible to you and not trying to shove, you know, a square peg into a round hole. Now, I think this is an excellent book, and it also comes with a bunch of different uh, breaking free activities is what he calls them that you can work on with friends or family, people that you are close to that you feel like sharing that this is the type of journey that you're going on, especially if some of those previous uh, behaviors resonated with you and you want to put a stop to those to be more open and honest and connect fully back with yourself. So two of these activities that he mentions I'm a huge fan of, 
Uh, the first one I'll talk about here is taking time to do stuff uh, for yourself that you enjoy purely because you enjoy it, aka self-care, right? Um, he mentions gym, physical activities, music, allowing yourself to be as you are and doing things that you enjoy uh, with no strings attached. Um, now, if you're willing to take care of yourself, then you're going to be more willing to express those same needs with other people. Now, the body needs to experience any sort of new change before it's going to, before you're going to be able to do it as habit, right? You can't intellectualize yourself into being a better version. Uh, you got to get out and do some things. So finding some activities that you like, accepting the fact that you do like them. I mean, if you like to go out and play fucking Magic the Gathering or whatever, which I used to play in high school, fun fact, uh, then go do that. Let yourself enjoy things and be okay as you are. The second one here is maintaining male friendships and friend groups. Uh, one, because the nice guy tends to be afraid or disconnected from his masculinity and getting in touch and being cool with a bunch of other guys helps you sort of rein that back in. And two, friendships out of your outside of your relationship are really important. Uh, women seem to do this instinctually that even if they have uh, they are in a relationship, they'll still have girls' nights or like 4,000 different group chats going with uh, different people from inside those groups, et cetera, et cetera. But they, they maintain those relationships that they have with close girlfriends. You'll have guys who fall off of a cliff whenever they get in a relationship. Um, I've been guilty of this as well, so I'm not just pointing fingers here. Uh, these are things that I've had to go through and learn not to do. Um, so that way you maintain a support structure outside of this and this helps um, like i said earlier keep you from being less needy when you're single and out meeting people this way you won't be tempted to bend yourself like a pretzel into being what you think someone wants you to be to receive uh love or going back on to old habits of compromising who you are as a person now, if you're a dude listening to this and you have let all of your friend groups sort of die, um, then now is the time to try to rekindle some of those. Some you'll be able to get back and some you won't, right? Depending on how long it's been between, uh, you know, you've gone to talk to that person in the state of mind that they might be in at the time. Now, if you move somewhere new and you're trying to build a group, uh, dudes have activity partners to start. Uh, you usually walk up to some guy and it's like, hey, you want to be friends? He's like, sure, let's go do something. Uh, that's generally not how it works. So if you're a physical type of person, I would check, uh, you know, you could try the gym, although that's not more of a group activity, maybe something like um, climbing indoors, uh, joining a league of some sort, like bowling um, as an example. But there are things that you could do volunteering. And over time, uh, you meet people at these places, you don't come on super strong. But if it seems like they would be more than willing to, like you would like this person outside of work, well then go ahead and see if they would like to hang out outside of work and do something different and build from there. But the point is, is that you are going to be less likely to bend yourself to other people's whims when you know who you are and that you have friends outside of whatever this person thinks that also value you as a person and agree with your assessment that you are a good person and that no matter what you do, they're still gonna like you. So in conclusion, the nice guy is not nice because they are fundamentally 
dishonest. And notice that the behaviors of the integrated male, uh, the guy has a backbone, but he's not a jackass. Uh, like I said at the start of the show, the opposite of one insanity is still insanity, nine times out of ten. The middle ground is what you want to shoot for. It's just hard to, to find that if you've never seen it before. And Dr. Robert Glover does a excellent job in detailing the road back home in the book. So once again, the book is No More Mr. Nice Guy by Dr. Robert Glover. So if you're out there listening to this and you've gotten deep into the red pill territory, um, and not the red pill as in the, I mean, the people get it from the matrix, but there's a particular way of being online that a lot of guys prescribe to um, because they fell into the nice guy trap. And instead of moving into more of the integrated male, um, as this book details, they move way over into like this sort of alpha jackass, um, which will work, but most likely it's not going to get you the relationships that you want on the type of person that that type of behavior works on. And I can't imagine being that angry and distrustful of women in general uh, feels good at all. They, uh, you can't ignore the role that you played, especially if you were exhibiting um, some of these nice guy behaviors and the things that happened to you. Now, I'm not saying you deserve to be cheated on or the shitty situation uh, that came out of that, but you you aren't doing yourself any favors by picking partners who weren't good for you in the first place, who didn't match with what you wanted. Ultimately, you were just really hungry for attention, and that was the person that was willing to give it at that time. In any case, I like to focus less on blame and more about the behaviors and traits that you can learn and embody so that in the future things go more the way that you want and you can recognize uh, when you're making mistakes. So this is the first book. I have a, a bunch of different men's books that I want to cover. Uh, so let me know what you think. I'm out of here. Love you guys. Stay safe and I'll see you next time. Thank you for hanging out with me on the True Masculine Project. Please like, rate, and subscribe in your favorite podcasting app. Uh, if you want to interact with the show, you can catch us on Instagram at true t-r-u-e-m-p underscore podcast see you next time